Hello, and welcome to the Feats and Fables 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons streaming game just for adventurers like you. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and all over the internets, plus wherever you get your podcasts, by searching for Feats and Fables. If you want to watch us live and chat with us and participate in our special 15 minutes after the show porch lag chat, join us on twitch.tv from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern time on Monday nights. Our entire backlog is on our YouTube channel if you want to catch up. I'm Paige Lightman, your DM, and I'd like to welcome you to Aglarond, a peaceful pastoral land of half-elves. Our heroes of Aglarond are part of the Foresters, an elite unit of scouts and rangers charged with defending Aglarond's borders, particularly against undead from the evil, fascist nation of Thay. Our heroes, previously on Feats and Fables, have traveled to the Feywild city of Mithrandain and found that the mythal that they carry is the source of a huge rift between the Winterfey and the rest of the Feywild. Let's meet our heroes. We have Victor Toussaint, a human eldritch night fighter played by Ron Frankie. We have Wildfire, a fire genasi evoker wizard played by Joe Street. We have Ross, a lizard folk drake warden ranger and barbarian, played by Coda of Kodab Games. Who is mute? <laughs> Everything. We have Maligar, a drow twilight cleric, played by Dr. Andrew Wong. Look. Look. Look me in the eyes. And we have Belwyn, a dwarven paladin princess played by Ben Heisler. Hi, and I'm ready for my close-up DM. Ah! I just looked at your video! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, make it stop. <laughs> oh, that was frightening. Uh, right, I totally forgot where I was and what I was doing. Uh-oh. Can, can chat hear us? Uh, check in here, Paige and Ben, because they're not muted. Maybe nobody, maybe everybody's muted forever? It's hard to be sure. Uh... Ooh, also sorry, this thing all muted. Oh, now they can hear us. Oh my god, we have to do a sub dance already! Woohoo! Alright, let's get the dance music on! Let's make sure they can hear it first. I'm working on that. You guys go ahead. Wow. Like, Coda, that's amazing. I don't I wish I had those moves. <laughs> uh, Mike, say words now. Hello, everyone. Okay, that's what's important. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Flounder. That is very kind for you to give subs to our community. Very kind to make us dance first thing in the show rather than in the middle of a very tense scene. Also, (laughs) thank you for all the sound checks, everyone. Yes. We cannot do this. We're all a community together. We literally (laughs) could not do it without you. Yes. Yep, I blame blame last week's... uh 
surprise game, which had a 100% different configuration in uh, OBS Streamlabs. <laughs> that was a ton of fun, though. Not, not feeling well. That's fine. I'm not complaining about you. I mean, does that mean I get the 100% blame the producer who didn't check things? Yeah. Whoa! Maybe? <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll play myself oh, out. Oh, okay. So next time we, we need to dance, we, we've got to do close-up dance. I think that's only appropriate. I can't I was do about it on to my, say, my like, camera, because I don't, my page, camera can't do that. Yeah. Lean in. This is me leaning in, Coda. My monitor is the size of a billboard. I can only get so close to it. Like, I'm on that I'm literally yes. sitting on top of my but, keyboard. But here's the, here's the thing. We're on a screen where they can't see how see you to see how zoomed in you are. What? You are not on the Heroes of Aglaron page, which is what is currently live. Therefore, oh. your amount of being close to the thing does not matter. I think, gotcha. I think if we've learned anything here, it has to be exactly how professional we all are. 100%. You can just watch this on YouTube where all of that will be cut. We actually scripted all of this. Oh, the YouTube the YouTube stuff is cut. That's a shame. You only get comedy gold like this if you tune in live. No, he doesn't cut that on YouTube, do you? Hey, look, we're playing games now. Holy shit, he does. <laughs> okay. Hey, look over there. What could I that be? To, I tend to remove technical difficulties and other shenanigans like that because they're not actually fun if you're not actually here for it. It just waste time. That's the type of thing that makes me stop watching a video. That's so. However, if you really want to keep the outtakes in there, you can God, just go to don't. YouTube videos and comment and let us know. <laughs> don't please forget, please you please can please always please. clip our Twitch uh, videos as well. How do I do that again, Coda? No, we're not doing that right now. We're playing this game. Dungeons and Dragons, everybody! We're not doing learning how to do clips or tech, other technical support in the middle of people watching this. I'm that's sorry, that's, our 15 watchers. I'm that's sorry. on Wednesdays, as everyone knows. Of course, we don't know. Maybe that's what people are here for. Yeah, welcome to the Feats and Fables Twitch tech support channel. Uh, right? Not Wednesdays. Not Wednesdays. <laughs> Look at those gorgeous nails, Ben. Yes, oh, tell us about this polish. You just you That's just wanted to show those off. Yes. No, I totally forgot it was there. I was face palming so hard. <laughs> I believe we were playing a game though. Worry? Is that what we were doing? Yeah, we lose one week. Thank you. I'm opposed to it. So the image that I'm seeing is not the one that's the image I'm seeing on Twitch is not the same one I'm seeing on Roll20. Indeed, Twitch is all country roads. Take me home. It is the one I'm seeing in on the Twitch on the server. West Virginia. Uh, roads to the place. When I, I belong. When I reloaded Roll20, I got the cityscape to come out. Oh. I, mean, I can reload uh, roll twenty, I guess. I can see, I can see this Ewok village on roll twenty. So yes, yes, for the plunder. So much of this is giving cuts. <laughs> so much. But this is the good stuff, though. <laughs> this is the good stuff. We have to be careful. For eventually, Ben is unsatisfied just cutting the video, and he starts coming to cut us if we don't get it. Truth. Yeah. Fair. Truth. All right, let's do this thing. 
All right, it is evening in the city of Mithrandane. A crescent moon rides high in the sky, and you have a uh, uh, a small, cute, fluffy cat-dog fox thing that has uh, has sat on your windowsill. Uh, Wildfire has gone to the library, leaving the rest of you home alone. What do you do? Uh, I step forward and tell everyone that I am going shopping. Anyone? Oh, wait, anyone that would like to go shopping? Come with me. Yes, maybe they have a useful uh, herbalist district. I look around this room. Paige, how much meat would you say is in this room? I don't know why you're asking, because the answer you're going to get is not enough. I mean, yeah. fair enough. I suppose anything beats sitting cramped in this room. It would be nice to stretch the legs. I need to uh, meditate a little bit. But if you could, you know, get the lay of the land, that would be great. Come join right. us, Ross. Uh, Paige, I will grab some of my finest loincloths and uh, yes. bring them with me. And that, your honor, is how the whole incident started. <laughs> Go on. I'm so confused how this is not expected. Oh, I'm not saying it's not expected. Mm. I'm just what? saying that you're going to hand one of the, the beautiful Aladrin a crudely made loincloth. And they're going to treat it like somebody handed them a plate of roadkill. Crudely made? What is oh. this? Or maybe he was going to find an Eladrin consignment shop and uh, see if they'd be willing to hawk his sweet loincloth goods. Look, if they can't appreciate the fine lizard craftsman or craft lizardship of my loincloths, then perhaps they do not deserve them. I always imagine the Fae as being, you know, trapped in almost endless ennui. And perhaps <laughs> the thing to snap them out of that is a loincloth. I've always enjoyed enjoyed the fine loincloth, and I think so would they. It's very freeing. All I heard was the fine lizard and crack, and I'm thinking you're showing your bum off. Or like, is it that type of trip? Like, if so, it's, good on ya. Is it a Parisian double grin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've actually never checked if your loincloths provide coverage both fore and aft. I mean, there are so many styles. Let me show you some of my favorites as we walk. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I will start demonstrating some of my... Uh, my fine salesmanship on uh, Melagar. Get, get some practice in. Yes, I yes. Want, I just want to say I love, I love this game. <laughs> I love it. Hey, oh, hey what skill does selling a loincloth fall Persuasion! Under? Oh, good. I've got a plus one in that. You're gonna do great. All right, so you head off, uh, I assume, through the uh, city, or through the 
main building, not just jumping down on the branches. Or do you jump down the branches? Hell, I don't know. Uh, we were lacking our wizards, so I don't think we're going... Unless Malagar has Featherfall ready. No, no, I can't recommend it. I could probably help you out when you jump and crack your legs, but... Uh... <laughs> Wait, we're just going to fucking walk then. <laughs> I could probably jump that. You probably could. Oh, like, it's, it's two stories. It's like hmm, 25 feet, maybe. I just And there's plenty of branches and climbing down bits. I mean, there's no point in, like, unless there is a need, I'm not going to make a jump like that. I'm merely presenting options. So you All let right. me know when everything is on fire. <laughs> it's only a matter of time, Coda. Uh, all right, so you head through the uh, the the main hall, and uh, it's a little bit twisty. Um, do you want to just ask for directions, or do you want to give me a, no, I totally know where I'm going Check. No, no, shit. I'm gonna walk up and be like, "Hey, we want to buy stuff. We're tourists. We want to steal spots." All right. Uh, the the uh, that you have asked this to looks a little confused and uh, holds up a finger and the universal symbol for just wait on wait a minute and leaves and then comes back with uh, Wisteria in tow in a couple of minutes. Wisteria sees the group of you and says. Uh, can I help you? Do you need something? Aye, we want to spend some of our hard-earned gold and ruin your economy. Oh, uh, actually, our economy does not value gold very much. Silver is far more worthwhile. Well, we got plenty of that, too. Good. Um, the, uh... Suggest you buy gold with it immediately. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the, uh... There's plenty of shops that are open until well in the night. Um, what sort of things are you looking for? Uh, well, for me, uh, any amount of armor or trinkets, or uh, if you got any like magic item shops or anything like that, like you know some bling, uh, and then uh, yes, we're actually famous here for some of our magic items. Uh, Great. I can draw you a quick map. That sounds great. And then also something about uh, fashion, and she turns and points to Russ, and then uh, herbal supplements, healing stuff, and points to Malagar. Yeah, something to, uh, I don't know, I've been feeling a little bit, uh, I, breathing's been, been interesting lately, so I was looking for some, some remedies. Uh, all right. Uh, so we want to, uh, um, hang on, I'm coming up with shop names, just a moment. It's all good. Wait, and then, uh, do you have, like, a, a trade, a merchant center or anything like that I could talk to about uh, setting up some trade with the Prime once we get all this, uh, you know, whatever this is figured out? Uh, well, there is a trade council that meets, uh, every once in a while. They're not due to meet any time soon, but <sighs> I Son of a bitch. Do I have a secretary I could leave a message with? Uh, absolutely. I can introduce you to them tomorrow if you like. Great. Thank you very much, Wisteria. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Just give me a moment to sketch out a map. I need to go get some paper. Great. Are you planning on negotiating a trade uh, treaty with the ladder in here? I don't know, maybe. I mean, you know, it's the kind of thing where they, uh, 
you know, I'm sure they've had problems with people from the prime before, and you know, where trade happens, where trade crosses borders, it turns out armies generally don't. So I was hoping to set up some kind of something there. Planning ahead, I see. Well, you know, when you're a princess, you gotta worry about these things. All right, so Wisteria comes back and hands you uh, a piece of paper, hands Belwin a piece of paper. And it's kind of like really nice, thick paper. And it looks, it's it's got a, a bunch of faint pastel tints in it. Ooh. And it looks like somebody has pressed um, almost like uh, fall leaves together. Because it's got like red and yellow, just faintly and orange and kind of leaf-like patterns. And uh, you see a quick sketch of the city. And he points to an area that he has circled in uh, in kind of a rusty orange color. Uh, Nereen's Harps is here, and it is one of the finest places to buy magical items, uh, certainly within the Feywild. Uh, the Fine Coat is over here. Uh, the proprietor of that shop is named Balm, and uh, she is a friend of mine, and you should mention my name when you are there. Do uh, they only trade in coats there? No, no, they do have fine coats, but they trade in all kinds of clothes. Excellent. And uh, I'm sure they can find something that would look lovely on you. And uh, Zyrus is actually the uh, apothecary to Queen Tiandra, and he maintains a shop over here. He has another spot on the map circled in kind of a, a warmish red color. Excellent, thank you. Great. So which one's closest? Uh, they're all about equidistant. Just choose. I, in the tradition of D&D, am going to roll a die. Yeah, You should spend a uh, inspiration on this. I'm rolling a D3, you crazy bit person. I'm just saying, we'll probably get more. We probably will. Alright, so three. So the third one you mentioned. We're off to Zyrus first. Yes, Zyrus's remedies. Alright, so you stroll through the city and the moonlight spills down uh, over the, the bowls of the trees, turning them into uh, quicksilver as you walk. There's uh, a pleasant sound of a, uh, a nightjar calling. The air is faintly chill but sort of a, a pleasant kind of chill, enough to make you kind of want to snuggle into your clothes. Um, and there are uh, definitely sounds of the city around. You hear a horse neigh off in one direction, but you don't see many carts and all that kind of stuff here. There is, uh, again, uh, from a public house nearby, there's the sound of music as well as the smell of food. Uh, there are a small market for, looks like, all kinds of fruits and vegetables off to one side that still has people in and around. However, as you are walking through the city, a fair number of Aladrin are looking at you with shock uh, to the point where children are sometimes snatched out of the way. Aligar will totally wave back. He's used to this kind of attention. Me too, yeah. although I mostly ignore it. I hand out the dwarven version of Turkish Delights. Which is what? <laughs> Turkish, Turkish Delight? Delight that tastes like whiskey. 
Uh, all right, so the passerby that you try to press it into their hands, you're, of course, performing your salutations, and I presume common or dwarven? Uh, yes, because I don't think giant is going to cut it. I mean, okay. Uh, the There is a complete lack of understanding of these languages. Uh, so what are you doing about that? I'm smiling and waving and handing out candies because I'm royalty. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm going to help this situation by definitely <laughs> having the do not kill me badge on, but also giving, and I've been practicing this, my best crocodile smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you get a couple of, you get a lot of different reactions, and Ross and Malagar are fairly uh, astute when it comes to recognizing people's reactions. And while there's no small amount of shock at the sight of you, Malagar seems to draw a sort of a special attention uh, here, uh, far more than the rest of you. Uh, however, folks that are close enough to see your symbol of Agron that says, do not kill me, uh, there's, you can tell several of them have a shock of recognition. Oh, that's good. I'm glad they all understand the comment. It would be a big problem if they couldn't read common and all they saw was the symbol of Aglaron. That would... It's a universal symbol. (laughs) Like, when learning a new language, learn how to ask where the restroom is, learn how to say, please don't kill me. I mean, it's, it's super true. Super true. Like, these are very important things. Very important things to know. It's weird, because the second thing I learned in most languages is, where are my pants? I mean, well, Donde Estami's pantalones is also pretty important on the green scale of things. It's gotten me pretty far in life, is all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, right, so those are the sort of reactions you get uh, walking through the city. Um, the the elaborate to whom you give the uh, whiskey-flavored Turkish delight, uh, accept it with um, polite faces... Uh, Malagar and Ross, you can see that there is no way, no how, they are putting these things in their mouth. But they're delicious. Delicious. I mean, are we talking like this is a, a, like, mothers taking children's candy away situation? Uh, more like, like, the mothers are not going to let you that close to their children. Uh, but anyone who you give candy to kind of, like, smiles and nods and says something. Uh, Malagar, of course, speaks Elvish, which is, I mean, it'll get you about 35% of a ladrin. And it's a, it's a kind thank you. Uh, and then it goes directly to their pocket, and they smile and walk away. Bowen, it's so weird. I found a trash can full of these candies over there. What? Well, no accounting for good taste, I suppose. Hey, look, is that the remedy place? You see uh, a uh, a building, and they're they're all kind of roundish and flattened, almost like an apple shape uh, or gourd shape. Uh, and it's got a fine wooden sign out front. And uh, it, it, Malagar, you can, like I said, the Elvish will get you 45 or 35% of the Eladrin, but you can make out the phonetics for Zyrus 
and it's got a symbol of um, probably an echinacea plant, a purple echinacea plant. There. I mean, I, I know a pitch of the ladron. It's sort of, you know, the Portuguese to my Spanish, really. Yeah, yeah. It's not as similar as Spanish and Portuguese. The, um, I'll come up with something else. The Italian to my... Sure. Lady. It's the Italian to your French. Yes. Uh, Malagar will, will uh, walk in. All right. You see a uh, uh, you see an Aladrin there with um, hang on a second uh, with bright yellow hair. Like and when I say ye- yellow, it's like sunshine yellow or lemon yellow, and uh, with uh, bright green skin, like. I'm trying to imagine this now. This is really intense. Yes. Uh, bright green skin. Uh, if the hair was like a little more orange, I'm just instantly getting Blanca. <laughs> sure. Blanca yeah. from Street Fighter. It, the yeah. whole thing just feels very, very lemon lime. Yeah, very much so. And they have uh, dark black eyes, almost like a mouse's eyes. Wait. Is he a sprite then? I thought he was an Aladrin. I mean, you can ask. Hello. That was a, that was a beverage jerk page. Oh, yes. No, With they, the lemon they lime. They name a sprite. They are an Aladrin. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and their eyes kind of widen in uh, surprise as you walk in. Uh, and they say something in the ladrin, which uh, Malagar gets the gist of, you know, hello, welcome to my shop, how can I help you? And then they notice the look of complete and utter uh, non-recognition that they're getting from uh, both Belwin and Ross, and then they switch to Elvish and and say, hello, uh, welcome to my shop. Can can I help you? Are you are you sick? You require aid. I look at both my companions. I'm gonna let them take this one. Excellent. <laughs> um, actually, I think my companions are doing fine. But um, Malaga, I guess we'll say in Elven. And I actually don't know if either Ross or um, uh, uh, Belwin speak Elven. Oh no. No, okay. but I trust no, you to get me the good stuff. You're, you're alone is. here, Andrew. It's your show. That way you can say anything you want to right now. Bruh. And they will have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> Around Don't give him that kind of power. What's that? Don't give him that kind of power, Paige. Like, I'm tempted to the just... goofball, y'all gave him that kind of power because you chose the languages you wanted to speak. I mean, that's cool. Like, I've just tempted to just, like, not hear, like, mute Malagar from the, the stream, so that way I have no idea what's being said. That might be a very good idea. Ooh, I've done the same. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, now we're having a private conversation. Yes, That's not we strange. Are. Um, I, I, I was actually going to ask about some endowment uh, de-enhancers. Uh, I know that uh, the Aladdin are famous for this sort of thing. Um, 
And I've been having a bit of a, uh, uh, I don't know how to describe this, but uh, lung congestion for for a few months now. And I've I've heard that the one tea actually have some excellent uh, powders that can be put into uh, steaming water or some other sort of remedy. Ah, yes, the children of the Serpent Kingdom are very wise with their medicinal lore, and surely they've known um, elves for long enough that they would have a thorough understanding of your particular physiology. Um, that is certainly true. May I inspect you? Yes, please. I had originally intended to make a journey to the Wanti, but uh, it seems that we have suffered a bit of a detour. Mm. Um, just sit over here. Yes, if you would, please. Uh, actually, so Coda and Ben muted you, but I don't know if you muted me. So it's not physically <laughs> possible for me to mute you. Oh, you're right. The same room. Next to each other. I mean, like, I could leave for a minute. Like, no, no, no. I, I let's just keep going. Some we'll semblance on the game. So. Let's just keep going. This is fine. Uh, and uh, they have Malagar sit down uh, on like a small bench, and they come over and uh, they say, "I'm going to listen to your chest, if that's all right." They bend down. And they put their their ear against Malagar's chest and say, breathe very deeply, if you would. Malaga. Malaga does so, several uh, long, deep breaths, slowly. Is it enough to make him cough? Um, yes, it is. The, uh, the Aladrin kind of draws back slowly and says, a moment, and goes and gets a, a piece of white fabric and comes back to you and says, cough into this, please, as hard as you can. Uh, Malagar will 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 do so. We'll basically take a few deep breaths, and that sort of draws up that cough, and he uh, uh, sort of well spits into it, and the hand closes it, hands it over for the Aladdin inspection. Uh, I will need to take this to the back for just a moment. I'll be right back. Of course. Uh, he he leaves, goes to the the back of the shop for a moment. It takes two or three minutes. And uh, he comes back with uh, a wooden test tube rack with several glass test tubes in it. And uh, he uh, sets it down kind of next to the main bench and then spends a moment dropping different liquids into the different test tubes. Uh, and one of them turns a dark purple and the next one turns a, uh, a kind of a a golden yellow, and he he sits there and looks at it for a moment and says, "You are quite ill." This was what I was afraid of, but mm -hmm. I've been told by several healers, much like yourself, that uh, the, this was something, some sort of ailment that only the one T could uh, were specialized in. I think it is actually a type of curse coupled with a physical disease that is not a simple thing to treat and will certainly shorten your lifespan considerably that is not something that i knew i thought this was just well i you know visited a few places and 
this thing just sort of happens naturally sometimes. No, no, no. It's not communicable. Uh, it looks like it was a, a magical curse tailored specifically to yourself and woven into your personal magic in such a way that uh, traditional spells won't be much of any use. They might be able to offer you some temporary relief, but they won't be able to stop it. Of, of course, very powerful magic, such as a wish or that, I am sure would probably take care of it. But in the absence of that, um, this is something you should definitely get checked sooner rather than later. Well, who else would you recommend I see? <sighs> the Yuan-Ti are certainly capable, capable healers. Yes, but we're a bit far from them now, aren't we? I mean, are we? The Feywild is in all places and none. That's true, but you don't exactly have well-labeled portals taking me back to that particular town. Or do hmm. you? Which, which, which uh, settlement of Yuan-Ti? Oh, there was a relatively large uh, village in the middle of the Singing Sands, but... Uh, you know, there were other problems that ended up pursuing us here. Mm. Um, I doubt I'll be able to go back there terribly soon. There might be there might be too much attention. Uh, so you are from the prime material. Uh, there is a, a rather large Wanti uh, enclave in Kalimshan. Oh, that's that's true. I hadn't thought of that. They 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 have things relevant to this i would trust some of their most seasoned healers this is uh this is mortal magic and not anything that i am specialized i can give you things that will make you feel better for a while yes. but they will just be treating the symptoms i'm afraid well it would help but i would appreciate it very um, well it as well as me... oh please it will take me a little time to mix them up. Perhaps uh, the afternoon tomorrow you'd be able to come by? I, I would be most appreciative. And if I can leave a deposit, I, I would. Mm. Yes, money is something. I don't suppose you have gems or silver? I, I have some silver. Well, what, what's, a, what's a good amount? Given the rarity of the ingredients, a thousand silver. A thousand silver. Well, I think I have a few hundred here. Hmm. Do you have anything else of value? Yeah, do I have anything else of value? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll turn to Bell and go. We didn't have any gems in that sack, did we? What? Pretty... Andrew's talking to you. Oh. But is it in Elvish? Yeah, yeah, no, in, in common. Oh, all right. What's up? What's up? Gems. What's do we have the... any gems in that bag? It's a whole lot of coffin and other stuff that's going on. Normally, that's not how you score drugs, is it? Sometimes. Malagar, why did that liquid turn purple? The doctor did not look very happy about it. Yeah, I, I, I don't actually know. I'm not a. I, I uh, haven't taken that particular specialty course in healing yet where I actually figure out how things work. I just wave my hands and make them go away at this point. Um, we could ask him, but uh, I think it'd probably be beyond, be beyond most of our ken at this point. Uh, well, we have, uh, we have, I don't know, about a mm, thousand gold worth of gems and a bunch of 
weird chunks of adamantine and then a whole bunch of like coins. Okay, well, here. Various yeah, denominations. Give me those gems and I'll, uh, we can take that out of my, my cut, however this is. Uh, you need all of them? Well, you said there's a thousand gold worth. Well, right, I thought you said you needed like 600. No, actually, I need a hundred gold worth of gems because it's a thousand uh, silver worth of, right? Is that the conversion? So, so in this place, a silver piece is equivalent to a gold piece in the Forgotten Realms. So if a, a thousand gold pieces worth of gems in Forgotten Realms is worth a thousand silver pieces here. Okay, so yes, we... We'll, All right, we'll, cool. Here, take them. I mean, we weren't doing anything with these anyways. I mean, we're going to... I don't think any of them were diamonds? I don't know. That's a you problem. You're the one that has Revivify. Were any of these diamonds? But, you know, at this point in time, I don't know. I tell you what things are when you get them, and I'm a fire-and-forget missile. I just have gems, a thousand gold pieces in our money log. I mean, that god didn't sound good. So if it's for your health, Malagar, can you really I suppose. I mean, uh, I'm not covered by the Forester's health insurance plan, really. So well, I mean, we've all made money here. Take these. I'm now gonna... I will push the gems across. Thank ah, you. those are our lovely and varieties we don't get here very often. Yes. This one, this purple one, they call it amethyst, mm-hmm. and it's pretty. Well, uh, in that case, I will have it mixed up for you tomorrow, and uh, I wish you luck finding uh, some that would do it. You know, the Mulharandi are an old folk, and they also have good healers. Mulharandi. I don't think I'm familiar with them. They're from Mulharand. It's uh, uh, east of Kalimshan, quite a ways. I will consider them. If you have the name of someone in Callum Sham, I should look up. I would appreciate that if you could write that down. I will have it for you tomorrow afternoon. Thank you. He nods politely, gives you all a big smile. Malaga will turn back to Belwyn and Ross and say, I think they'll need a moment to mix up uh, the, uh, the lung treatment. It'll be fine. Where are we going next? You know, uh, I'm I'm starting to think that I might be out of luck trading them, my loincloths, as I do not speak or understand them. I can help you. Why don't we head over to the armorer first? Well, I mean, if they uh, if they don't take gold, then we're about shit out of luck because we got a bunch of weird coinage, but I haven't actually ever been told, you know, it's 87 silver pieces and 31 copper pieces and X number of gold pieces. Well, then I count on you to make good decisions. Great! I count on myself to make good decisions. Uh, we head over to Noreen's Harps. Okay. Uh, as you get close to Noreen's Harps, you can hear beautiful harp music being played. Um, and it seems to fill the air with quivering notes that practically make the moonshine uh, sparkle and glitter as, as they quiver through the air. Uh, it is well lit. 
and inside you see a uh, group of different kinds of fae looking over a variety of instruments uh, that are all of absolutely exquisite make. I look from the harps to my companions directly into the camera and say, this is what I get for swapping out a bard character. <laughs> I built this with Silvio in mind. I'm sorry. This That's cool. This looks like this would be a fine. Look at all these. I've never seen half. I've only heard of some of these things. Silvio would love this place. And Let's, Pinch, as I say that, I'll, I'll emphasize it by plucking one of the strings. Look, right. this this harp right here has all kinds of compartments in which you can secrete illicit drugs and uh, and monies and things that you are trying to smuggle. And it's not just harps; it's lyres and clarinets and flutes and castanets and xylophones and French horns and every sort of instrument that you can imagine. Madagascar picks up this rather angular um, uh, instrument and 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 sort of uh, 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 touches the keys on it. Look, it's 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 the fabled guitar. Uh, what about a hicklehorn or a pogglehorn? Yes. What, what about, about a nozzled bluser or one nozzled newser? What about maracas or a cowbell? Ooh. Uh, there are all kinds of rhythm instruments, including several different types of shakers, uh, and there is a variety of bells. There are several elaborate children running around in here, playing with the instruments as well. A couple of them uh, actually pull up short in front of Ross mm -hmm. and just stand there and look at him. Coda's <laughs> smile is so refreshing. The kids love you, clearly. Like, they're just standing in front of Ross with their mouths open. Malaga. What do I do? Just follow my lead. Uh, Malaga is going to crouch down and go, Hello, children. This this is a lizard man. I, I'm guessing you've never seen a lizard man before. Uh, one of them turns around to uh, to one of the uh, Eladrin and says, Mommy, Mommy, why is her Eladrin so bad? Kids Eladrin so bad? Nope. Kid says her. Oh. <laughs> the uh, the parent comes over, gives Malagar an apologetic smile, and uh, leads the child away. The other one just stands there, still looking at Ross. Perhaps you should offer the child a loincloth. I'll take out a loincloth and. Oh God. The kid takes it and holds it and waits. It's um, it's a garment, or in some cases, uh, a handy pouch for things, or you'll find something entertaining to do, interesting to do with it. Our work here is done. Malaga will stand back up again. The best part of this is that 
Uh, the Elijah are going to kick us out long before we fix any of their problems <laughs> if we keep going at this rate. This is the best. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that the point? Like, Right. We wanted to get back to Aglarond, right? I mean, that was the goal. Right. You just need to insult a hundred more people and you'll win. <laughs> One-way tickets. Wait, so it's just a hundred? Noted. Thanks, Joe. He's going to treat this like a like a Call of Duty objective. Which means I'm going to run screaming at it with a machete or a shovel? Yeah. <laughs> the objective spots up. Kill 300 more civilians. <laughs> Fine. Get there, I got this airstrike. Kill streak. Uh, right, so... Uh, Malakar, would you mind asking them if they uh, happen to have things other than instruments? What are you That's, looking for? Uh, you know, I don't know. Something other than instruments. It. I mean, the sign says bods are us. Uh, uh, there, there, there are uh, on one of the walls a variety of different wands and staves uh, and uh, sort of near the front there's a display of different kinds of potions. But all the real bargains are for fine magical musical instruments suitable for bards uh, up to 25 to 50 percent off the kelly boo price okay <laughs> <laughs> fabulous oh well no look, i mean look over there how about those those wands and other magical accoutrement uh would those be of interest to you is that, is that uh, a thing that you use uh, no, but I, I think we should come back here with uh, Wildfire, because something that might be of interest to him. Are you looking for a weapon, then? Uh, armor? Well, I mean, I got this armor. I, got a I mean, like, I don't know. I'm just kind of looking to see what's there. That's not amulets? What about these amulets? Look at this fine jewelry case over here. Sure, I start looking a, through there. There's that. a jewelry case. Hey, remind me. Was, this was the shop that we were given when we asked for the magical items. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. Though clearly it is definitely a magical instrument shop and everything else is, is uh, uh, second place to that. Well, that's fine, because this is the point in the campaign when I, I proudly announce that performance <laughs> is my apex skill. <laughs> I knew this shit was coming. We've come full circle. Lowered. All right, so for, for the audience... Uh, we played a fate game uh, where Coda decided that his character's apex skill, because in fate you have a basically a pyramid of skills, and you have one at the top, and that's your apex skill, uh, was going to be performance, and that was about as useful as you could expect. It could so. have been very useful. Very useful. <laughs> it simply wasn't. Yeah, I mean, if we had to put on some kind of show, sure. Yeah, I mean, if we were playing Gem and the Holograms, like, that would have been great. <laughs> or, you know... Mm -hmm. Wait, I don't know. want to play Gem and the Holograms RPG. Or Josie and the Pussycats? Like, I've done that, too. I'm sure there are other musical cartoons that Chad is going to remind me exist. Exactly. Think of I the, love it. The outfits. And the now, hair. Oh, my God, the let's, hair. Let's do something more modern. We'll do a Daft Punk remake. <laughs> nice. But there's five of us. What did I just say? <laughs> Wait, okay. Can I give you the synthesizer? I just, uh, I just want to give you the synthesizer. That's, oh, God, that's what the keytar was for. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to back into this shop here. Uh, Paige, 
as we're looking around, do I see anything with a like? I'm I'm guessing that a lot of this stuff is like engraved or embossed. Uh, it's mostly carved out of wood. Nearly everything is made out of wood. Sure, with engravings or embossments. Like I'm going to be looking for um, a a image, like in this shop specifically, if there's anything that has the multi-antlered stag that I so vividly experienced during my last visit to the uh, Feywilds, I'm, I'm going to be drawn to that. Sure. It's actually not listed for sale as a magic item, but there is a wood mosaic on one of the walls that's about, I don't know, three or four feet wide two or three feet tall, and it's got a picture of that uh, that stag running through the forest. Like, I, so it practically makes your mouth water. Right. When I see it, I'm just going to stop and just kind of be mesmerized by it. Malaga. Yes? Can you find out what that is? And then I'll point a claw up at the uh, the mosaic. Certainly. I think it's for sale. Excuse me. Malaga will turn to whoever is behind the counter. They, uh, the Aladdin there blinks uh, a couple of times and uh, starts to say something and stops and starts to say something and stops and then finally says, uh, hello? Uh, we not are... speak your language well. It's it's okay. Um, I am we. My friend is interested in this, and I, Malaga will point at the mosaic. Is what is this, and is it for sale? Uh, clearly, what that is is the player inspiration that Chat has granted us. Thank you, Chat. Woo! Thank you, Chat. Yes, uh, the Aladrin. Uh, looks at you and then looks at the mosaic and looks at you and looks at the mosaic and says uh that is um the moon stag yes uh she he is uh uh he goes and has a a a long conversation with one of the other shopkeeps uh, he is called Oberlinia. Uh, uh, Oberlinia, Malaga will say back in common to Ross. Oberlinia, I have been that stag. You've I know it. Been the stag? That's. Unusual. We were at the hand in the burning sands. The spirits that guarded the acorn gifted me a vision. And I was Obanya, and he was me. Well, would you like to purchase this mosaic to commemorate your experience? Is it for sale? 
Malaga will, will say, what is the price for such a thing? Also, Paige, is it physically attached to the wall or is it detached, like in a frame? Or can I remove it from this structure? <laughs> Decorative. We just, we're just you buying always, this wall. You can always remove it from the structure. The oh. question is, how much damage is it going to do in the process? Like, Listen, we're, we're about to be kicked it. out of town anyways. I mean, the good news is Joe already called it, so I think he gets inspiration for calling us getting no, kicked out of it's town. it's actually in a frame, and it's hung on the wall like a picture. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were saying, like, it's a mosaic. Are we talking, like, a Roman mosaic in which it would have been yeah, no, it's like wooden, into the structure? Or, okay. It's almost like wooden puzzle pieces put together. Right. A mosaic. Okay. And they're not dyed, it's just different natural t- colors and tones of wood. Alright, and I'm sorry, I missed the, the answer on the price. No, no, how, how much is it again? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, again, gestures for your patience and then goes around and goes upstairs. Oh. Had to go talk to someone else, apparently. I mean, it's one of those things where if you got to ask, you can't afford it, right? Could be. Could be. We'll find out soon enough. Maybe they'll make the uh, thousand gems, thousand gold pieces worth of gems look cheap. Did he say anything about the stack? No, no. But we have that name, which is... I'm not familiar with that particular individual, but are they some sort of uh, deity or something? I don't know. Think back to my uh, class on, you know, where we had to memorize all the deities, but I didn't do very well on that one. So I would either take a nature check because it's a fey thing. Oh. Or a history check. Your choice. I'll do a history check. I'll lean over and, and see that you're thinking about it and be like, do you think it's this? Do you think it's that? Oh, oh god, god. it's really full suggestions. Uh so you think oh. that it um bears resemblance to an old high elven like mythological creature. But it's a stag, not a bear. Oh bear. <laughs> uh took me a moment, I caught up. Uh, it bears resemblance to an old high elven myth that's like you know how sometimes we talk about in English lit that we have stories from like the 500s or something alright Ross like Beowulf you know Yes. (laughs) except it's uh, you know an, an old high elven story of a stag that carried the moon in its antlers and uh, he lit the way at night for all the other deer and forest creatures to see. And he uh, continually chased across uh, the the world, trying to seek his mate, who held the sun in her antlers. But he's a, a protector spirit who brought light to the forest at night. Yes. So... The sun in in the antlers, right there, as depicted, bringing light, I suppose, to mortal man. Uh, one of the old, old, old gods, I think, Ross. I think that is a picture of the moon. 
Or did I miss your page? Nope, it was totally a picture of the moon in there. Sure, I point out that that is clearly a depiction of the moon and not the sun. Well, one of these, really. I see. But it... But you said you had an experience uh, involving this figure? I ran through the Feywilds as Banyan. Oh, that is very interesting, isn't it? It was unlike anything I have felt before. I mean, I'm sure there are some who actually know more about the old gods who might be able to help you uh, understand this better, maybe explain why you would have such a, a vision. Looking upon its picture, it makes me long for something. <laughs> like what? I don't know. You should definitely buy this picture then. It's, it looks only like it'd be very cumbersome and delicate to carry across all the places we're about to go. Do you think Wildfire could fit it into his magic sock. With a little stretching, possibly. How big is this thing, anyways? Paige? It's, uh, it's about three or four feet across and two or three feet high. How much does it look like it weighs? <laughs> well, it's made of wood, it's so... It's made of wood, and it's like an inch and a half thick. So, it's a mosaic, though, so it's like ceramic and cement, too, right? No, 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 no. It's it's a wooden mosaic, so it looks like oh, wooden puzzle pieces. Okay. You guys can't just yeah. keep saying over and over it's made out of wood, right? <laughs> You're gonna... I only have so much self-control. <laughs> I thought that it was made out of wood. I don't yeah, know. I totally... I just but, skipped over that part of it. But, Ron, it's made out of wood. Like, don't tempt Stop. Don't tempt him. Much like everything here, Ron. It's all yeah, made of wood. Yeah, this whole city is made out of wood, Ron. No, oh my god, Ron, did you realize what she just said? It's safe because it's living trees, and that's ghost. You don't want to burn living trees. Anyways, I wonder where that clerk went, because um, I'm being to worry about why they're taking so long to find out the price on this thing. That's right. not usually a good sign. So the clerk comes down, and he, he says... Uh, not sale, uh, belongs to owner from oh. mother. Perhaps we could speak with the owner. Uh, <laughs> sure. What did he say? He said it's not for sale, but everything's for sale, Ross. You just have to make the right offer. I don't know that I would have enough to convince him to buy something he does not want to sell. I may not be as adept at trading as you are, but that much I am sure of. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure we could set up some sort of financing deal where you could 
Uh, Wait, for 27 easy payments of, you know, your left yes. kidney. 27 easy payments. I only have two of those. <laughs> if it's your left, you probably only have one. Fair enough. Get to work, then. All right. So, uh, so in a handful of moments, the, the clerk comes back downstairs and says, uh, she, she, she come down momentarily. While these set of heroes is shopping, our wizard, Wildfire, is in a library wizarding, which leaves us with Victor, who is yet back by himself in the central hall of Mithrandae. What is Victor doing? I'll retire to our chambers, which will be quiet with everyone out and about. I'll uh, sit down on the floor and draw my greatsword out. Mm-hmm. And the fight with Gerflagon, it acted in an unexpected manner. Why don't you remind everyone what it did? Uh, it made me move faster, uh, approximating a haste spell, which is uh, very powerful. And I'm hoping to figure out what triggered it. Um, the sword has a lot of mysteries. That I don't know. So I'm hoping just spending some time with it, uh, going through some sword stances, trying to uh, trigger it, um, trying to see if I can, like, I don't know, feel any anything from it. Sure. Uh, this means you are reaching out with your magical senses. Make me some sort of... I reach out with my magical senses roll, so for me. All right, I look around for someone to give me assistance. There's no one here. There's a hell of a lot of player inspiration floating around out there, Ronald. I will happily use one. Woohoo! We did it! We used uh, chat inspiration. Oh, and it helped me, because 20 is a nice number to reach. It is. is. Uh, All right, so as you are going through various uh, offensive and defensive sword movement routines... Um, you get into sort of a trance state, and uh, the you can reach out through the weave of magic, which is real hella weird here, uh, and contact the magic in the sword itself. Uh, when it does, you are transported. You are in a hot, humid environment. You're covered with mud. You are injured in several places, and you are fighting for your life. What do you do? I keep my guard up and observe what is attempting to kill me. All right. You see a force of uh, Aglarondian soldiers. You can see uh, Fortress Glarendar in the distance behind you, and you are about to be overrun by undead. Undead. Um... As you look around, you see like a flip of blonde ponytail off to the side, and when you look around, you realize you're you're uh, you're not you. Uh, you look like a tall, uh, athletic-looking elven woman with blonde hair, and you have sustained injuries that you feel aren't going to be immediately mortal, but you're unlikely to live through in the long run. Hmm. I have a feeling I'm reliving the death of the previous owner as described to me when um, I was given the sword. Is it? Is this undead attack seem similar to the one that our party 
helped fight off it's, early in the campaign. It does seem consistent with it, yes. Uh, well, then I will, I guess I will fight. All right. You uh, you wade into the battle, laying about with the sword. As you do, you can feel the power of the sword flux through you, increasing your speed to that of a whirlwind on the battlefield. Uh, at one point in time, you take a blow that finds the gap in your armor between the van brace and the uh, elbow guard. Name I've forgotten for that. And uh, it cuts the muscle like nearly to the bone. And then there's a another surge of warm energy from the sword that heals most of that back and enables you to keep your shield arm up. Or actually, it's a great sword. Enables you to maintain your grip on the sword. I will attempt to internalize these feelings um, as best I can while continuing to uh, fight through the undead. Um, There's a, uh, a group of zombies coming up over the low rise uh, in front of you, and you realize that you cannot hold this position, and you are about to be overrun. Uh, however, if you just turn and run now at your speed, uh, you'll be able to escape, but the rest of the soldiers fighting in your command will be chewed up by the undead. What do you do? Um, I mean, I, I, I hold the line. All right. You hold the line, enabling your troops to fight a retreat for safety. In the, in the meantime, you take a black arrow to your ribs that actually penetrates your armor. Uh, when you look up to see from whence it came, you see a red cloaked mage holding a bow with another black crackling arrow of energy in it. Uh, without even thinking about it, you, uh, you shift your hand position and the sword transforms into a bow in your hands. Ooh. You manage to shoot an arrow into the Thayan wizard, uh, impaling her through the eye. As you do, zombies pile on top of you. Eventually, the light is extinguished. That was, I'm sure, quite unpleasant there at the end. Only briefly. Um... Interesting. Um, well, when I come to, mm -hmm. I while everything is fresh in my mind, I will tip to um, replicate the functions of the sword that I glimpsed its previous wielder taking advantage of. Okay. So uh, as you uh, continue to meditate with the sword, you can feel it reaching into your personal magic. Uh, and enhancing the elven portions of your personal magic uh, and calling those more to the fore. Um, as they do, you can feel uh, the speed of a, of a, uh, of a, of a deer uh, fly into your legs and you move with extreme rapidity through your sets of offenses and offensive and defensive stances. And uh, without thinking about it too much, 
I'll attempt to shift it into a boat and um, decorate one of our host walls with an arrow. Sure, sure. As you do, you are treated to another vision. Uh, you are rattling around in a set of full plates. Your sword is in your hand, but it's no longer a great sword. It's a long sword. There's a shield on your left hand. And uh, you can see a horde of undead coming across the sands towards you. The king's banner is behind you. What do you do? I will attempt to join up with the king's banner or put myself between it and the undead. All right. You uh, move yourself between uh, the banner and the undead. There is a host of ghouls coming up towards you. Uh, you they, uh, they have an incredible stench that the desert heat just brings out in voluminous clouds of flies. Mm -hmm. uh, as the horde gets closer and closer, you can hear uh, your commanding officer cry out in Elvish, Hold the line so the king can escape! What do you do? Uh, I'll attempt to hold the line. I hope that my oven blood is uh, flowing thickly to the surface mm -hmm. to protect me from the ghouls. I, I will take a second or two to observe the area. Does this appear to be um, similar to the desert that we recently traversed? Uh, do I recognize the banner of the king? Yep. Is it the idiot king? It is King Elfon's banner, yes. Alright. So I get to remember potentially dying to protect him. Is uh, there any evidence of the mythal being used in some way? Um, you know, you you reach out for it, but there's so much magic moving across the battlefield, it's very chaotic. And the minute you try to reach out with your magical senses, you're caught up in the uh, feel of scores of wizards on their sides and several wizards and clerics and paladins and druids on your side all pulling on the weave of magic. So it's hard to tell. Alright, well then I'll focus more close to home and uh, focus on fighting and trying to get an idea of how uh, this current user uh, uses, this, uses the sword. Um, does the shield I have have any heraldry on it? Uh, yes, it's got heraldry of a um, of a poison ivy leaf on it. A poison ivy leaf, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so the the fight surges around you, uh, and the undead and their incredible smell that comes with them. Uh, is practically taking over. The buzz of flies around you is a physical force. And uh, again, the sand slips under your feet and you find yourself uh, apart from your um, apart from your unit and uh, surrounded by undead. You have the speed to flee this area if you choose. I'll... I'll continue to fight. Uh, one of the the ghouls comes up and manages to clip your knees, sending you down to one knee. After that, the ghouls start on top of you, and you can feel one pull your helmet off, 
And after that, it goes black. You can feel the blood of your body running out onto the sands. I'm glad they didn't eat me while I was still alive. Except they totally did. <laughs> um, you understand now, though, that there's only so much of haste that the sword will do for you, and it's not a lot. Meaning it is perhaps one encounter a day worth of haste. Interesting. Well, that is that is good to know, uh, and and powerful. And um, unlike my visions in real life, I'll probably just use it to run away. <laughs> you know, e- even as you think that, you're subsumed into another vision. Uh, and uh, in this one, you are taller than you are now, and lighter, and a full elf, because you could realize you can see from a spectrum that gives you full elven vision. And uh, you are fighting in a forested area, and there are giants coming through the forest, like peeling the trees back and stomping people flat. Uh, Your uh, sword changes to a bow in your hands. It's a beautiful elven longbow. You reach into the magical quiver on your back, knock an arrow, and uh, send it straight into one of the giants' neck. Specifically, so the blood will fountain as uh, as she moves through the forest. There's a whole lot of giants in front of you, and a civilian population fleeing a small elven town behind you. What do you do? Um. Once again, I'll continue continue fighting. Am I fighting alongside other elves? Yep. Uh, you recognize the livery that the elves are wearing as being a very primitive version, or very old version, rather, of Aglaron's heraldry. Interesting. It seems I'm going back through previous owners. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll attempt to fight to do their, you know, even do their memory proud, and attempt to you know learn what I can from from their fighting experience. Yeah. And good ways to kill giants. It might come in handy in the future. Sure. Uh, you dance through the battlefield, sped up by the magic in the sword. As you move forward, the um, uh, the weapon again changes into your hands into a wicked uh, type of elven longsword that's kind of got a curve to it and a thickened blade, almost like a kukri. And uh, you run up behind one of the giants and slice the big tendon behind its ankle. It collapses to the ground, howling in pain. Uh, behind you, you can still see people trying to get uh, trying to get others out of houses, running into the forest. That worked. I'll I will look for the next giant and just uh, keep going. Maybe I can win this one. So you find the next giant and the one after that and the one after that. There are enough giants that they will surely overrun you. And if they overrun you, they will surely destroy the people fleeing the small town behind you. What do you do? Uh, I'll try to identify a leader. Perhaps I can uh, take off the head and, and reduce them morale. Sure. 
So you identify uh, a leader of the giant. She's larger than the others and has an elaborate uh, headdress. Looks like it's made out of giant stag antlers. And uh, with a daring climb up a tree and then leap, you end up on her shoulder. You uh, flex the muscles in your arms and lop off goes her head. You ride the body down to the ground and uh, your leg is trapped under the corpse. Mm. In just a few moments, the, the back line of giants gets up to you and your life once again ends horribly. Hmm. I'll I guess be in the void thinking about what had happened. So uh, as you practice with the sword, you are treated to the last battles of many, a dozen previous owners of the sword. Every single one of them died defending Aglarond. I better get back to Aglarond. But uh, do I get the feeling their spirits are residing in the sword? Do I get the feeling the sword has its own spirit? Do I get anything... Any ideas along those lines? Mm, you get the idea, particularly here in the Feywild, that it's not even really a sword. It is a... Um, it is an expression of a Ladrin will to protect the place of Aglarond. Hmm. It just happens to take the shape of a sword because that's a pretty good instrument for beating the shit out of Aglarond's enemies. I wonder if a few Aladdin that didn't make the cut for the mythal uh, got themselves turned into a sword as a consolation prize. They actually have an, have an inspiration point. It's kind of like a mini mythal. Interesting. Does it... Um, like, right now, we're not in Aglarond. Does right. it... Is it unhappy about that? Hmm... Not really. It seems uh, it seems content that you're doing the right thing. All right. Well, that that is good, I guess. Well, that's a lot a lot to think about, a lot to live up to, or mm -hmm. die up to, as the case may be. Yes, you get the uh, get the impression that it's almost like a curse, but not really. It's a it's a fate. It's a fate. Excellent. That's the right point. It's a fate. It's and it's not the sword doesn't give you the fate. It's almost like you have the fate and the sword comes to you. Oh, okay. But well, then I won't hold it against the sword then. Uh it's it's more like uh if you're gonna go down swinging, you might as well do so in the most effective way possible. That That's the way you... That's the sense that you get. Also, now that you've had time to talk to your sword, it is a plus two weapon. That is much appreciated. <laughs> I assume I deduce that by... Um, throwing apples in there and chopping them and eventually it happens just a little swifter 
a little swifter, uh, and it feels more sure in your hand. You can tell that the grip of the sword has changed slightly, so it is specifically tuned to your grip. So was I able to successfully change it into another weapon, or um, is that something that I did not achieve? Uh, it takes you a while, uh, but you manage to turn it into one other type of weapon. What type of weapon is that? Um, I mean, it would definitely be a longbow. Okay. Yes, you change it into a beautiful elven longbow. And can I change it back? <laughs> it takes a moment. Like, it's not fast. It is not fast at all. Uh, but you think perhaps with practice, you might get it fast. All right. Well, then um, I'll begin practicing. Okay. You get it down to the point where it is a move action to turn it from a bow to a long greatsword. Fancy. That is fancy. Nice. All right. I'm sure that that has taken a lot of time and um, steadily doing circles around the room, going through stances. Yep. You've chopped a, a fair amount of fruit. <laughs> the room is a mess. Yes. Wildfire was probably there for the last like hour of it, just like watching. You you just did not see him at all. <laughs> Wildfire walks in when he's in a in a vision, like, "Hey, Victor, how you doing?" No answer. Victor, no answer. Like, go and pick up a piece of fruit and just watch. I know how this goes. I'm not gonna mess with the sword. It's gonna toss me across the dang room again. Yeah. Probably out a window and then like down thirty stories. Yeah, like. yeah. I'll just I'll just eat a piece of fruit. It's fine. On the on the plus side, perhaps when the sword, uh, shall we say, rejected Ross, perhaps that simply means he's not fated to die uh, for Aglarod and maybe at home in his bed, surrounded by uh, children. Probably, probably. Uh, though you, when you come out of it and you see uh, see uh, wildfire there, there's a so there's a buffet table with uh, you know fruit and snacks on it, and behind it there's a wooden framed mirror. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you can see your elven features are now much more accented. The shift is subtle, but significant. Like your ears are longer and pointier. And your eyes are more cat-like and larger. They're tilted like a cat's and larger. Interesting. I guess you got to be careful what you wish for in a in a vision. Um, that's fine. Everyone mainly notices the rocks growing out of my body first, anyway. So. Yep. I look forward to that uh, that fascinating fight between the rocks and the elfiness. <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret. Joe, they're always fighting. They cut it out for each other. <laughs> That's they're why bringing it to Paint Town. I have plans. That's why neither of them are going to be able to take over, y'all. They like will just beat each other back to the point where Rod wins. <laughs> I I have plans. Do not worry. <laughs> that never happens. Why does that make me feel like Paige is going to have like the the. Uh, rock people and the elves just come together and make make decisions 
you know, above Ron's head. <laughs> Dragon Slayer 19 has said that Victor is now officially a rock slash fairy type. <laughs> Wildfire, have you tried throwing a Pokeball at him? <laughs> Gotta catch them all. I mean, Wildfire's a fire Pokemon. Like, he's a little Charmander out there, so. <laughs> I think Malagar is darkness poison. Uh, Ross is probably like. Dragon purple. fighting, obviously. Oh, no. Dragon water. Yeah, or dragon fighting. Um, and Bellwin is. Isn't Princess one of the types? <laughs> Fairy. No, she might be Rock Earth. Rocker. Normal? I'm actually gonna go with normal type. Like, yeah. Hey. How weird. No type, so that's not a thing. Uh, and there's no princess type, and I'm definitely not rock type because I'm not a rock. I don't have rocks sticking out of me like other members of the party. Yeah, true. <laughs> you did set that bar pretty high. Mm-hmm. Ghost type, probably, or psychic type, maybe. Mm. Righto. So, uh, we also have a question from Brother Flounder Forty Seven. Forgot to ask: With Wildfire's fire magic failing, I would say being weird, did his hair go out? It did not. Um, oh, Dragon Slayer has it. Fighting ground is what you would be. Okay. Or maybe ground steel. Ooh, steel. Steel is a type. Yeah, I can see steel working. Yeah, I was saying earth, and I think I meant ground. I forgot my pokey types. It's okay. You all have forgotten more about your Pokemon types than I have ever known. So. <laughs> you doing okay, Victor? You've been a little, uh, like a gesture to the pile of fruit around you. Cuisinarty. I've, uh... Cuisinarty. <laughs> I've learned that this sword carries with it a, uh, a fate of the defending Aglarond. And I've... I've learned to its small part harness uh, harness its power, which will help help me fight to defend Aglaron. But I think I've also cleaved my fate um, even more closely to that kind of end, which um, I I guess I'm okay with. Hopefully, it'll be a long time from now. Well, I mean, you did it, so I mean. Ain't worth no worth no worth crying over spilt milk. Want to get some That's food? Yeah, I should stop cutting and start eating. I'm <laughs> hungry all of a sudden. So I have a theory, and it's a crazy theory. All right, I am all ears. Let's uh, let's get everybody together. Um, where where'd everybody else go? Uh, they're shopping. Uh, I think uh, for drugs. I'm not sure. Maligar is not the best influence. <sighs> But uh, Ross was trying to, to pedal his loincloths, and Belwyn, um, I'm not sure she, if she can keep them out of trouble or not. They are aware that that, that <laughs> Feywild drugs get you so high that you might stop like being human, right? Like, Well, I, I think at least Maligard knows what he's getting into. I mean, okay, there's, fair no, enough. there's no way he got swindled by someone that just claimed he was cursed and took all of our money to, for the cure. Like, yeah. that's the one thing that would never happen. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Malagar at all. Um, <laughs> He's very worldly. <laughs> <laughs> just just eat these magic beans. Ooh, beans? Go on. <laughs> Let's get some food. Maybe we can go catch up with them, or maybe they'll, they'll get back here. 
Yeah, probably better to stay put. I wandering through an elven marketplace doesn't sound like a productive way to meet your friends. Uh, actually, we should see if we can find a person whose name I definitely remember. Mysteria. Mysteria. I have some questions for her. Uh, maybe we can. Um... Let's get food first. I I could definitely eat. All right. So we go and find some food. All right. Uh, there, like I said, there's all kinds of charcuterie snacks in your room, but it only takes a few moments to find somebody in a hall and request food. Uh, and they say, well, you know, the kitchen's been closed a while, but we will see what we have for leftovers and bring it up. Why would their kitchen ever close? Don't they have they the don't sleep. Parties? Close for us. It's close for us. That, I yeah. see how it is. I see it. Racism. <laughs> Racism yeah. is what's going on here. Sure. <laughs> Let me assure you that humans are second-class citizens of the family. Oh, yeah, I guarantee. Uh, once we get back to our rooms, I'll do ascending to... <laughs> Malagar. I can't wait to hear this. What do you? Because like, wow. if they're all effed up, Malagar is definitely not the one who's effed up. He's the one who's laughing at them for being effed up. <laughs> I told them. I told them they should wait before they ate their second one. Right. Exactly. That's 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 what is happening right now in in Wildfire's head for sure. Wait, wait at least an minutes. hour. Give me the other one. <laughs> I don't feel that, anything. That's I need all that sweet sweet fey blood. <laughs> I will say, I will say, tell Malagar uh, that we have something. I have found some stuff that we should probably discuss. Um, if they could come back from shopping relatively soon, we'll have some food prepared, and I'll, I'll, I'll be prepared to present all that I've found out. Excellent. Let's stop problem. and get a Ladrin fried chicken on the way back because every culture has late night fried chicken. Ooh, that smells amazing. Actually, it's it's fried partridge here, Ooh. and it's uh, has kind of a, a tarragon in the breading. It's quite good. Great. And I don't normally like potatoes, but the way they've cut them into these waffle shapes makes amazing. all the makes all the difference. <laughs> Sadly, doesn't travel great, so that's Aladdin technology for you. That's fine. Just just keep eating the the potatoes, so some of the chicken actually makes it back to the room. So partridge. is partridge. Is Ross now the owner of a fine wooden mosaic? Oh, uh, right. So the owner comes down, and it, she is an Aladdin woman, and you can actually faintly see almost age lines on her face. Almost. Ooh, like everyone. Everyone here looks like they're they're twenty five. She looks like she's thirty five. She comes in, and do you know what's in her hands? What? A damn inspiration. Sadly, I, I haven't rolled any rolls yet. I have some combat maps ready, but they they've decided not to pick any fights. I mean, we told you ahead of time we were going to go shopping. I don't know what you expected. Well, I'm saving my inspiration till next week. I know. Uh, also, unless I you get the fight out. in the last twenty minutes here. 
it's probably a good thing that you had some combat mats because you did tell Ron that the whole place was made of wood. So that's like true. If he was <laughs> down with his inner arsonist, then I'm prepared. And you can always have the stormtroopers kick in the door. Like just because we've decided to do something has no bearing on whether or not we have a combat encounter. Oh no! I, I also have I also have the stormtroopers kicking in the door encounter ready. But um, but this is pretty pretty interesting. So, all right. Uh, yeah. Everybody here looks like there's 25. She looks like she's 35. Uh. And uh, she looks at you and says in accented, but perfectly, uh, perfectly serviceable Elvish. Greetings and welcome. What do you want this for? Ah, my friend here, Nagar would gesture at Ross, um, has felt a certain personal connection to this certain personal connection to this lovely wooden mosaic and uh while your clerk did say that it perhaps uh that you were attached to it um it i i I, he seems uh ross here seems very interested in it maybe if you could actually even tell us more about uh berlin uh oberlinia oberlinia um I, I don't know what's come over him, but he, he he has fallen into it. Ah, well, when the when the world was still new, uh, well before man had come here, certainly before dwarves, before elves. Malaga will translate for uh, Ross. Sure. Uh, and even before the the empire of the serpent folk and the empire of dragons, the empire of giants, uh, the Eladrin existed. And some of the first fae ever to uh, ever to live was the the moonstag Oberlinia, uh, Oberlinia's my great grandfather. Huh. And he uh, carries the moon in his antlers and uh, leads and protects the sta- the deer in the forest. With the understanding that some must fall to wolves for the uh, the the cycle of life to continue. You were right. That was the moon. I'm sorry, Ross. I've been in those hunts. He has defended his forest as nobly as any prey could. Yes. Help. I assume that Malagar translates that. I, I guess. She also seems like someone who would just happen to know common anyway, so... If she does, she's not common to it. Right. Well, she will <laughs> She will translate back. Uh, in fact, that's why the moon comes and goes. Sometimes You cannot chew on my microphone, kiddo. That is how you get put on the floor. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the reason why the moon comes and goes is because sometimes Oberlinia falls to the wolves, but he is always born anew and is never completely destroyed. The cycle continues. So is he a being reborn then? Every time, yes. 
Where can I find him? Oh, he uh, now lives in a place far from here, among the Outer Plains. That sounds about right. You bet you felt like you were him? Is that what you said, Ross? In the Feywilds, we ran these woods. He knew them like... I suppose he doesn't have the backside of a claw, but whatever the elk equivalent would be. Mm. Yes, well, he's... Mm. It's hard to explain to non-fey. Eh. She makes a apologetic face towards Malgar. Uh, the thing is, while he exists elsewhere in his own home, he also exists here, too. Uh, in the same place at the same time. It is rare that he is seen in the Feywild, but not never. If you had a vision that you ran as him or with him, then that was a a powerful uh, powerful vision of the Fey. What does it mean? It means that you are a part of the cycle of life and that you must die and be reborn and die and re be reborn and that that is how populations thrive. That's how the world thrives. You see, that's the whole difference about the Feywild or the whole reason about the Feywild. It's an... Um, <sighs> it is a way for nature to express herself physically. The circle of life, so to speak. Yes, the appropriate circle of life. And it's why there is such a vast difference between the Feywild and the Shadowfell, you see. The Shadowfell represents the stop of that circle of life unnaturally. Death is a part of life, and it's not to be feared. It's to be welcomed, anticipated. But the, the negation of the Shadowfell, undeath, that is the opposite of the circle of life. I believe I know what she means by the acceptance of death. In my clan, we do not fear death, but we are honored by it. When it comes, we can only hope that it is glorious. Well, I'm assuming again Malagar translates. Yes. That is, uh, I won't say the Eladrin uh, look for glorious deaths, but falling in battle is certainly respectable, but so is dying in your bed old and surrounded by your ch I suppose it doesn't really apply to Eladrin that way. I mean, I, I think I understood what she's implying, and I definitely get the the look on my face that she has just said that, like, something horribly, horribly dishonorable. Like, I cannot express the look on Ross's face right now, but what what she has just suggested is nigh incomprehensible. I know, I know. It's cultural differences. Ross, are, are you okay? You, you look a bit unwell. I have much to muse on here. 
what she has said about death is conflicting with what I know. Well, I mean, there are cultural differences, too. I mean, like, I'm sure the Dwarven way of dealing with the dead is different from your folks' way of dealing with the dead, which is, you know, different from the way Malagar and Wildfire and Victor and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's all different for different cultures. It doesn't necessarily know one's right or one's wrong. But it's more puzzling to me that such a philosophy comes from those as immortal as the Eladrin. I mean, it's just as your mortal life is, just over a slightly longer time scale. Technically, the Eladrin are immortal. Something your kind, she gestures towards Malagar, gave up when they left here. Well, I can't really speak to that particular trade-off for how ill-advised or not it was. Yeah, yes, I realized that the the ones who made that trade-off were gone a long time in your world. So, Ross, are you still interested in the artwork, or did you get your ans- questions answered? I have much to think about. Perhaps something as this would not be best to bring with us. Well, and you can also think about it. We're going to have to need to bring Wildfire back here to take a look at all these wands and stabs and other, you know, accoutrements. Plus, you know, I'm, I just can't make sense of this jewelry here. I'm sure that, uh, you know, after we uh, we get some rest or some more progress or uh, three drinks or something, I'll be able to figure that out too. He does want us back. I, I got the message from him a few moments ago, but I felt Ross needed some answers. So let's go back and we'll bring some fried partridge with us, shall we? Oh, that sounds great. If, uh, if your friend uh, wishes to revere Oberlinia, I I do have a small gift for you, then. Ah. She I... uh, goes back upstairs and then comes back at downstairs, and she's got in her hands a small wooden carved figure of the stag, but it's... Um, carved so expertly and so beautifully, you can practically see the muscles of the stag rippling under his hide. And uh, in his uh, antlers is a, a silver disc of the moon. May your prey be as noble I would love to know how Malagar translates that. <laughs> Occasionally with like sort of hand signals and, and finger puppets. Fair enough. Eat the thing, but he is, yes, good as the, the other thing. Well, if he reveres grandfather, then uh, I wish him well on his journeys. Excellent. Well, Shall we? I think we'll return anyways. Thank you very much for uh, explaining to my friend. This was very interesting, in fact. Well, 
I'm happy to happy to help. All right, let's go get some chicken. I think. Uh, oh, sorry, partridge. I sorry. think wildfire waits. I'm now trying to process my new. How much this is going to change my outlook on death? It's going to be fascinating to see what happens Deep. out of this. Yay! <clears throat> think, I think I need to have a conversation with Wildfire now about Mira. It's going well, to be totally fine, Wildfire. I've got this new awesome. philosophy called reincarnation. That's... It's going to solve everything. Uh, all right. So it is a pleasant evening stroll back to the main hall. There are uh, uh, lamps of delicate make that have small orange lights in them that uh, light the way for those who don't have dark vision, but also supply extra color and detail to those that do. And when you get to the hall, Alaris, who is the member of Algard who walked you in, is uh, at the door and they give you a smile and gesture you inside. Okay. Back into the uh, the room we go. Yep. You. I guess you find Ra, uh, Victor and Wildfire uh, having uh, just uh, been delivered at several bowls of delicious smelling barley venison stew and uh, fresh bread that is still hot and uh, uh, butter with it as well, and honey. Why is there so much diced fruit? <laughs> it does look like somebody was making fruit salad. It, it looks like there's something different about Victor, like uh, something going on with like his eyes or his eat. like what? Is it just me? Did he get one of those things? A, uh, a haircut. No, his ears are four <laughs> centimeters longer. I measured while he was unconscious. It's not four <laughs> centimeters. It's not four centimeters. It's four like centimeters. Centimeter and a half. Fine. That's not weird at all. was Victor unconscious? And his eyes, Victor's eyes are green? Green or blue? Uh, something like that, yeah. I think they were green. Uh, they're now, you know, normally they were just kind of like a human green, but now they're kind of a, a definitely not a human color green. This all seems totally normal for a haircut. Yes, clearly. It's it's what mammals do, who knows? No, I think it's called a glow-up. Looks like it had a glow-up. <laughs> I've got a sample size of one. I've got all the facts I need. There's your science. Wait, yes, write though. it down. Write it down, then it's science. Apparently, the measuring, so it's definitely science. Uh, being in the Feywild has enabled me to strengthen my connection with this sword that I was gifted, and it um, it has made changes on me to bring my bring me more in line with with what it wants, basically. It has also, the power to chop through fruits. Yes. There's still fruit littering the ground. Obviously, Wildfire and I didn't clean it up. I mean, we're not animals. No, I would have cleaned it up. You would have cleaned it up? It cost me no effort whatsoever to clean it up. Prestidigitation. <laughs> your, your lips are going to chat, my friend. And then, and then, you'll go to Malagar for an ointment, and then you will be filled with regret. 
What? See, this is the thing. Fire. I'm not going to go to Malagar for an ointment. I know it lies down that road. Pushing all the fruit into a corner and throwing a blanket over it doesn't count as prestidigitation. That's not a corner. That's where you sleep on the fruit now, obviously. Fortunately, the fermenting of the fruit might uh, might keep you warm. Yeah, that's my hope. Because it's, it's chilly here. Like, it's... Listen, I'm just trying to say you need to take a bath. That's all I'm trying to say. What, so he needs to get a fruit bath? That's <laughs> pretty nice, actually. At this point, I gotta just trick him, as far as I can tell. This has become quite the spy experience. <laughs> but Ooh, really, sleeping oh, on the fruiton. Oh, well done. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Point oh, of yeah. inspiration for you, old slow tiger. Hmm. So we aren't uh, we aren't concerned about uh, Victor being controlled by this magic weapon and all that. That doesn't sound uh, you know good for anyone, really. I think it'll be fine. What could go wrong? I mean, many things, but like they they were already going to go wrong, so it's not worth worrying about. <laughs> He's already he already done did the thing. There's that we're done now. Done, dude. He done did the thing. You had something. Go on. If I just sit here for two minutes, I can wait till next episode to tell you all. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, hey, you can't, you can't work the meta like that. I can do whatever I want. You need to leave us with a snappy one-liner. Yes. I think I might know how to keep the mythal and also end the situation. I mean, I feel like that's a great one-liner to end it on. All I did was chop fruit today. (laughs) All you did was chop fruit. Yes, that's all. That's Mm. all all Victor Mm. did was chop fruit. Nothing else. Didn't you also die like several times? Right? Side bunch. Truth. But we'll have to hear about Wildfire's cool plan next week on Feats and Fables. All right. Thank you all for joining us on our adventure tonight. Please, if you can, like, follow, and subscribe. Thank you, chat, for inspiration. I'm going to use my next week. I didn't get a chance to whip anybody's ass tonight. We love having you with us. You make our day. The terrible puns and the cool theories are the highlight. Uh, we'd like to thank our listeners and supporters, including Coda. Oh, God, why was I not prepared for this? Uh, it, I don't know. Maxim, or, or thank you for the bits. We've also got bro- Brother Flounder with the Tier 1 Community Gift Sub. Thank you, Brother Flounder. Bruh. And our newest follower, follower uh, Darwin MD. Uh, hope we uh, got you back after last week's Across the Outlaw stream. All right. Please join us next Monday at 8 p.m. on Twitch at Eastern Time to see what happens next. And follow us to, to Adventure! Adventure!